are going to kick off this epic episode. Well, you can decide for yourself if it's epic. This episode 300 of Monster Kid Radio with the song Cemetery Stomp. It's from a band out of Belgium. They're called the Aculas. The album is called Rustines or Rustines, depending on which pronunciation you want to go with. They are at greencookierecords.bandcamp.com. Go look them up when you're done listening to this episode of the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I'm your host, writer, producer, Derek M. Cook, and I'm thrilled to have you here for our 300th episode. Now, we're not talking about a movie specifically this time around. We're just going to be talking about the past 300 episodes, or at least a broad overview. I've got a number of call-ins from people who've got some thoughts about 300 episodes of Monster Kid Radio, their favorite moments. I also shoved the microphone in my house guest's face and asked him to record a little bit with us as well. Yes, Scott Morris. He's actually here live, well, recorded live in person with me, and you're going to get to hear him later on in this episode first. In fact, I think I'd like to go with him first after I play a voicemail from Alan Trump, who's been on the show in the past. He's got some comments about Planet of the Apes. So we're going to do that. We're going to do our 300 episode talk, and we're going to continue a conversation. And I think that's about it. So we're going to get to all that right after this. Great herds of cattle stampede before this living inferno. Vast area devastated by appalling new horror. A creature named the Black Scorpion by panic-stricken people of San Lorenzo. Entire population prays for deliverance. For miles around, cowboys came upon one dead steer after another. One of them had heard the tale of the demon bull of the Maricopa, having lost family or friends to something absolutely unknown. We could be in another world. Nation's leaders confer as news received a possible threat to capital. This is a city of four million people. If word of these leaks out, the panic of the population could be worse than the scorpions. The black scorpion destroys communications. Hundreds annihilated. achieved before by any science fiction picture. Thousands in the cast. I am Dracula. A moment ago, I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon. Something so incredible, I mistrust my own judgment. Look. 
Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Rats. 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 But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula, the original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, took the form of a vampire bat and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse than death. Dracula? Oh, what, what's he done to you, dear? Tell me. He came to me. He opened a thing in his arms, and he made me drink. C-3PO. Loki. Mace Windu. Dr. Bruce Banner. Captain Rex. Venom. Princess Leia. Jean Grey. Darth Maul. Nick Fury. Grand Moff Tarkin. Captain America. Lando Calrissian. Cyclops. What do all these characters have in common? Well, two of them were played by Samuel L. Jackson. A couple of them were played by Hammer Films veterans Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Come on, guys. You know this. Well, of course we do, Jessica. Just like Mickey Mouse and Captain Jack Sparrow, they're all now Disney characters. Hello, I'm Tracy of the Disney Indiana Podcast, and my co-host Scott and I enjoy talking about all aspects of the House of Mouse, and that includes their newest properties, Marvel and LucasArts. We also talk about Disney resorts, the cruise line, theme parks, and whatever else Mickey has to offer. Which includes movies, Imagineering, video games, and collectibles. You'll never know what we'll decide to talk about. So check us out at www.disneyindiana.com or do a search for the Disney Indiana podcast on iTunes. Because now we've got a lot more to talk about. And don't forget about those other quote-unquote Disney characters like, well, Sully. Fozzie Bear. Buzz Lightyear. Link Hogthrob. Doug. Janice. Merida. Pepe. Bruce. Ralph the Dog. Wally. The Disney Indiana Podcast. Even after five years, we're still miles away from the nearest Main Street, USA. We're not listed on the map, but you can join us at www.disneyindiana.com. Somewhere between Billy Jack and the Wizard of Oz, who fears the devil? An unforgettable odyssey into a strange and exciting land. in American folklore from the Blue Ridge Mountains of the Carolinas. School, school teacher, got the crew preacher, got the X-rated double feature at the drive-in show. 
Hey, now, wait a minute. Just a minute. My gold brought me here. That's what brought me here. It's gold. I accept you. Your grandpappy John swear to sing the defy. Your old Nick. By his own name. Look at these new strings. They ain't true silk. Five bright, shiny new four-bit pieces. With poor Mr. Kennedy's face shining like a new day. Melted and drawed into strings to make music. The stranger can't stand up again. You're a new It's Alan Trump in St. Louis. Hope you're doing well today. Hey, I just wanted to send a quick voicemail, say how much I enjoyed the coverage of the Battle of the Apes uh, review that you and Scott Morris did, and and it's all the coverage of all of the Ape Saga. But this movie has particular, I, I've got, I know it's probably the weakest of the series, but I've got a soft spot in my heart for it ever since I saw it years ago on the CBS Late Night Movie. One thing, it's got Severn Darden in it as Colt, uh, one of my favorite character actors of the 70s. He was in Werewolves on Wheels and Kolchak and uh, Legend of Hillbilly John. Um, uh, he also gets to utter one of the best lines in the movie, I don't believe I know the orangutan. That's, I love that. Plus it has France Nguyen, who was in the classic Star Trek series as the Dolman of Elos uh, on the Alain of, Alain of Troyes episode. Scott mentioned that you pick new things up whenever you watch some of these. Uh, one thing I noticed is uh, Paul Williams' character, Virgil, I think is supposed to be a reference to, in Dante's Divine Comedy, the spirit Virgil, who leads Dante through purgatory and hell. Uh, I, I think that's right, because the, uh, MacDonald even mentions this must be like the hell of, our, of my ancestors. So there's a little classical reference for you. I thought that was great. As for the TV show, the the Planet of the Apes TV show, I did watch it as a kid, and you're exactly right. It was like Route 66 or The Invaders or The Immortal. I do remember one very strange episode where an ape psychiatrist lady hypnotized one of the astronauts to fall in love with her. So that was kind of odd. This was not planned. This is just a happy accident. I'm recording episode 300 while we have some... Out-of-town guests crashing at our place for the holidays. Scott and Tracy Morris are in town. Episode 300 is here. We have some feedback about the Planet of the Apes stuff that I've been doing with Scott. So I ambushed him. I didn't tell him we were going to podcast when they came out here. But he's here. He's in my house. He does what I say. I gave... <laughs> Not this, really. This is the cost of 
being in the spare bedroom is you have to podcast while you're at uh, um, Monster Kid Radio headquarters. So just a note out there to anybody that wants to come out to this area, you're going to have to podcast. (laughs) So um, that's how I got my mom on the show, actually, a couple years back. So she was out here. I was like, you know what? Put up on the microphone. (laughs) Anyway, it's episode 300, and and we'll talk about that here in a second. But I, I played that voicemail from Alan Trump about the Planet of the Apes uh, stuff in the last film. And that Virgil comment was kind of cool. I, I yes, I had not thought about that either, and I love that comment. I, I love it. I mean, there's so much to get out of these movies. And we were out and about today where, did I out myself or did you out me at Dr. Tongue's I Had That Shop about having not seen the Planet of the Apes movies before doing this? Who mentioned that? Uh, no, you you mentioned that it was another movie that... Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that. Um, uh, a coming soon. How's that? <laughs> okay, okay. It was a real treat. The only regret that I have, and I think I mentioned this before, is that we did not do it in a shorter period of time. There was just way too much space between Planet of the Apes episodes, I think. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And that's just a matter of scheduling and my own organizational deficiencies. I'll do better next year, I promise. I've got another 300-plus episodes in me to get it right. And yeah, when we get to the Herbie the Love Bug movies, they're going to be back-to-back. Right. Yeah. I got nothing. Hey, you're the one that wanted me to just podcast on the fly. I'm going to throw curveballs at you. <laughs> well, Herbie the Love Bug is an animated car. Is he kind of a, I don't know, could he be monstrous-ish? Monstrous? I, I could be. And there's a famous monster hunter in one of the remakes, Bruce Campbell. <sighs> Is that a remake or a reboot or a continuation or? Um, it's sort of a reboot continuation. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we doing? Hey, no. you have a Disney podcaster in the house. I'm going to my old standby. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll try to bring us back on track here. Planet of the Apes. Uh, we talked back and forth a lot. I don't think there's much more for us to say to each other, but I do want to say this. A lot of listeners out there are like, I want to be on the round table. And that's totally cool. I I think I've got about 10 to 12 people who want to be on a Planet of the Apes roundtable. I think we're going to have to do it in parts, uh, multiple episodes, multiple roundtables. I don't we, think we can get 12 people at once on Skype. No, all we got's a card table. There's no way we can all sit around it. Something like that. Yeah, that would be a mess. That'd be Yeah, so that will happen. I, I do want to have Scott on that and his wife, Tracy, if she's interested, since she was involved in one of the episodes as well. That'd be fun to have her along for the ape ride. I'm going to put you on the spot, Scott, because you're probably, yeah, I'd say of all the people that I podcast with, I've been podcasting with you the longest. I'm sorry. No, it's great. (laughs) I love it. You're a podcast legend as far as I'm concerned with Disney Indiana and everything else you've done with this show, my previous show, the Hammer show that still don't know what's going to happen with that. I've podcast with you a ton. So thank you for that, first of all. And second of all, of the past 300 episodes, what's your favorite moment? I, I didn't tell him I was going to do this. <laughs> no, he sure didn't. And also, I'm podcasting very uncomfortably. I don't have a set of headphones on. I'm not seated. I'm not using my trusty I microphone. I told you you could sit down. You are a terrible host. <laughs> my wife's talking smack in the other room. And I was going to say all sorts of nice things to her about her as well. But oh, you're, you're – anyway. Oh boy, my favorite moment. 
It doesn't have to be a moment. Just what's your favorite thing about Monster Kid Radio over the past week? My favorite thing about Monster Kid Radio is the number of different movies and opinions that I've heard over these 300 episodes. Lots of things that I have never considered, such as the uh, comment we just got about Virgil. Right. Stuff like that comes up all the time from your many different guests. And the fact that a lot of the guests that you get are so intelligent and passionate about what they're here to talk about is another thing that I really like about the show. You're not just bringing on people that maybe had been a part of the movie and didn't really care about it. You're bringing true fans onto the show that are also knowledgeable about the the film that they're talking about. And I love the fact that you've got that and not just a dispassionate third unit director of a film. <laughs> hey, I'll talk to a third unit director from a Universal Monster movie. I'll do it in a minute. Yes, but you're not going to get that passion that a lot of these folks that come on your show bring with the film. Even though maybe they had nothing to do with the creation of the film, they love the film, they have learned about the film, and they want to share their knowledge. And that's one thing that I have found amazing about this show. I love having all the different people on the show as well. I love having you on, especially with like the Planet of the Apes stuff, where you've got this lifelong or... I guess as lifelong as the movies have been around. True. A passion for these films. Oh, remember, we did find out at the last one that the first movie and I were born the same year. So it is truly a lifelong love of these films, even though I didn't watch it when I was a baby. Right, that's true, that's true. But you've got this passion, you've got all of this uh, knowledge about the films, you've done the research before we start talking about them. Anytime I have somebody on the show... It's hopefully to bring that kind of insight. So thank you. I'm glad you're noticing that and, and that is working, that, that has managed to, to work for us. So I would love to have you on the show a lot more. I, I miss having you on. We kind of put things on hold because we want to get through the Planet of the Apes stuff. But as of now, there's two movies that we're going to cover in the future. We already mentioned The Car. Yes. And, and we just we discovered another one today that Derek has never seen. And see, it's one of these ones that I've seen stills because Raquel Welch bikini. Of course I've seen stills. But you have never seen The Fantastic Voyage. I know. Uh, bad monster kid. It's Well, it's not really a monster movie unless you account like the immune system being a monster. Okay. So I'm off the hook. Well, we will get to Fantastic Voyage. We're going to do the car next, though. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the car. That, that'll be fun. And some- I, I have a request when we do the car. Yeah. One of the things that I've enjoyed, and it's only been a couple episodes, but I love your Married with Monsters. Okay. And your beautiful and amazing wife comes on, and sometimes... She doesn't listen to the show. You don't have to say that. Okay. <laughs> and oh, she's so- in the other room, sorry. And sometimes her language gets a little... Salty. Salty is a good term. And how you cover it over with... <laughs> um, Frankenstein's monster. Sure. When we get to the car, I would like to get a little salty, but I would like you to use the horn from the car to cover up my language. Wow. Okay. So we'll car horn Scott. That sounds off. <laughs> I'm going to car horn you, Scott. No problem. I can commit to that. <laughs> 
yeah, that'll be fun. We'll do that. We'll do Fantastic Voyage. And I've got a few other ideas for some things. Uh, we picked up a book at Dr. Tongue's I had that shop. <laughs> and I am dying to try to track down the movie, the TV movie, to talk about it. And it's also from the 70s. And that's actually something that's going to come up later on in the episode where we have uh, somebody commenting on some of the later movies we've been doing. Doing a lot of 60s and especially a lot of 70s movies. And I've been trying to get away from just doing those. I want to get back to the 30s, 40s, and 60s. We're, we are going to do some more 70s movies. On You're this. going to skip the 50s? Well, I can't skip the 50s. That's when the most monster <laughs> movies came out. Just checking. That's when the best movie trailers came out. Very much so. So we will get to do some more 70s stuff. So we will do the car. We'll do a few other things down the line as well. That, that'll happen. So one of the listeners called in about that and just go ahead and say now it'll happen. Um, that's all I've got, man. You got anything else you want to say? Thanks for having me on episode 300, and congratulations for making that milestone. And I hope that you have at least 10 more. At least 10. I think I have at least 10 more in me. Okay. I'm looking forward to listening to them. And any of the ladies in the peanut gallery want to come on and say anything? We love you, Derek. That, that's all I'm going to get? I guess I kind of like you. Wow. Uh, Scott's wife and my wife are being uh, sarcastic right now. Uh-oh. Here she comes. Thank you for having me on the show, Derek. You're welcome, Tracy. Tracy was part of our Women in Horror Month, which is <laughs> never going to happen again because it became a logistical scheduling nightmare. Tracy was great. Me trying to get everything put together in the content didn't work out. And she joined us for Escape from the Planet of the yeah, Apes she was as part well. Of the Planet of the Apes, which, which will happen. Yeah, you've done a couple other things too. I, I just, the theme months are, I just can never make it work. I have the greatest intentions and it just never happens. I was going to get through the Planet of the Apes movie shortly, a year and a half? Yeah. And we've still got Possibility of the Roundtable. We've got the television show. Well, we're doing the TV show. And we've got the Tim Burton. Re- no, we don't. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the line is drawn here. <laughs> oh, man. There will be no Marky Mark and the Funk Bunch on this show. The Funk Bunch? The Funky Funk- Bunch. Funky Bunch. The yes. Funky Banana Bunch. <laughs> All right, Scott. Thanks very much. I'll let you. You're pacing, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you. And and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Yeah, that really was a happy accident that he happened to be here while we were recording. So again, I said it to him directly. I'm going to say it in the show. Thank you, Scott, for uh, letting me rope you in for about, what, was it 10 minutes of just talking about that voicemail and talking about the show? So thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, And Alan, thank you for calling in that voicemail. You know, I love getting the feedback from people. I love getting comments and commentary and your own thoughts about the topics we talk about here on the show. So Alan, thanks for contributing to Monster Kid Radio. And you and I, we really need to get together and schedule your next appearance here on the show. We've been talking about doing the Astro Zombies for the longest time. It's got to happen. Beware the Astro Zombies. They mutilate, they torture, they kill. Spine-tingling horror, unspeakable shock, and breathless excitement will grip you as you watch living organs ripped from the bodies of voluptuous females as beating hearts and throbbing brains are transplanted to create the Astro Zombies. Cringe in terror, scream in fright as these skull-faced monsters strike blindly at living flesh and the motion picture screen flows in the blood-drenched wake of the Astro Zombies. The beautiful, voluptuous, deadly, vicious Satana, a woman who would stop 
stop at nothing to gain control over the Astro Zombies, whose creed was kill, kill, kill. John Carradine as the deranged scientist, Wendell Corey as the doctor who opposes him, match wits in this bloody, sadistic, terror-filled, suspense-laden horror film of brutal mutilations and senseless killings as the Astro Zombies go berserk and threaten a city with death. Watch it and you die a thousand deaths. The Astro Zombies in color, coming soon to your local theater. At last, science fiction creates the ultimate man, Inframan. And a motion picture creates the ultimate spectacle. Adventure beyond your wildest imagination with the man beyond bionics. Six million light years beyond believability. Is he man or machine? Electronic circuits integrated with living cells in the living body of a man. Powered by nuclear energy. Man, you won't believe your eyes. You won't believe your ears. You won't believe your mind. Now, Joseph Brenner brings you the most advanced product of bionic science. Towering above them all. Thunderbolt fists. Rocket feet. Can Inframan survive heat that melts rock? Cold that freezes fire. Inframan a match for men of steel. motion picture that will stagger your imagination. Man, the ultimate in science fiction. You are listening to the sound of a completely new screen experience. A startling new kind of excitement. As 20th Century Fox plunges you into the most incredible adventure that man could ever achieve. To make a motion picture that crosses a new frontier may seem impossible today. Outer space, the depths of the sea, the bowels of the earth, the past, 
the future. All have been subjects for the camera. But now, a film called Fantastic Voyage has broken through in an unexpected direction to create an adventure of astonishing suspense and beauty. One of the miracles of the universe. Its vital news story sweeps down from the sky. Then it drops the bottom out of the world you know and understand. As a beleaguered nation desperate for survival launches a journey you can never erase from your memory. We need you for security purposes, Mr. Grant. They know they failed to kill Banish. Security thinks they'll try again, first chance they get. A woman has no place on a mission I of this kind. I insist on taking my technician. You'll take along who I assign. Don't tell me who I'm going to work with. Four men and a beautiful girl, off on a fantastic voyage, actually entering inside the human body, exploring an unknown universe, unknown dangers. They're tightening. I can't breathe. 24 seconds left. After that, you're in danger of attack. Come on. It's sheer suicide for all of us. You are there with them, sharing a breakthrough in motion pictures. you thought it was too late to discover something entirely new on the screen, Fantastic Voyage will be a stunning experience, for you are going where no man or camera has ventured before. And when you come out, you may never look at yourself in the same way again. Hi, this is Sarah Karloff, and you're listening to Monster Kid Radio. So I started podcasting in 2008, with my very first episode being released on January 18th of that year. Now, I've talked about that old show in the past, and it brought me a lot of amazing things and experiences, most importantly in the form of incredible relationships and amazing friendships. Now, I don't have an exact number, but I know that over the years, I've produced over 550 episodes of various podcasts, and the last 300, well, including this one, have been episodes of Monster Kid Radio. Podcasting has given me a lot over the years, and I wanted to take some time in this 300th episode of MKR to look back at my top 10 favorite things that have come from having produced Monster Kid Radio as a thank you to you, the listeners who have given back to me so much. And I know I said this would be my top 10, but really, this is in no particular order. Karloff, a one-person play. I have to tell you, even though it's been two years since I've seen Randy Bowser's original one-man play, I still think about it, and I look back at it as one of my absolute favorite experiences I've had through Monster Kid Radio. Now, composer and fellow Monster Kid Reber Clark, who may or may not be listening right now, but I do hope to have him on the show as a guest sometime in 2017, 
introduced me to Randy Bowser. And since Randy is kind of sort of local to me here in Oregon, it was a real treat to support his production through crowdfunding and then to actually see the play. It affected me. It moved me. And I can't recommend it enough. Now, there was a performance of Karloff mounted in Arizona earlier this year, and you can license the performance rights yourself right now if you're theatrically inclined. I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes to KarloffThePlay.com that Randy made it possible for me to meet Sarah Karloff in person as well. And that was icing on the Karloff cake. Now, speaking of scions of the scary variety, this next one just kind of fell in my lap. In 2014, the Horror Writers Association held the World Horror Convention in Portland, Oregon. Now, by the time I'd launched Monster Kid Radio, I had already started transitioning out of being interested in a lot of current or contemporary horror. But when I saw that Victoria Price was going to be a guest at the World Horror Convention, I knew I had to somehow get involved. Now, I ended up being a panelist with Dread Media's Desmond Reddick on a podcasting panel, and that got me in the door. I made sure to spend some time with Victoria Price at her table and at her presentation, and a more gracious convention guest would be hard to meet. She was genuinely interested in what the fans had to say, and while, sure, she had books and merch to sell, it was not like that's all she was there for. You know, that same weekend, even previous Monster Kid Radio guest and artist Devin Devereaux started making arrangements to get the Victoria Price seal of approval on some of his Vincent Price-themed artwork. I mean, she was fantastic. And that she contributed to the Christopher Lee tribute episode of Monster Kid Radio back in June last year, that was incredibly sweet. Mm. Since I'm talking about conventions, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Monster Bash. Now, some very generous Monster Kid Radio listeners that I still don't know if I can publicly out made it possible for my wife and I to go to the Monster Bash convention in 2014. That was amazing. It's where I got to meet the B-movie casts, Vince, rest in peace, and Mary Rotolo in person for the very first time, as well as Juan Ortiz. Now, of course, I'd met the B-movie cast Nick Brown before at a werewolf-themed convention because, of course, I did. <laughs> and at the bash, I got to work with Comic Book Central's Joe Stuber to interview people like Beverly Washburn and Joel Hodgson. There was a number of Monster Kid Radio listeners at the bash as well, and to be able to meet some of you that don't happen to live in my neck of the woods, well, that was fantastic. Monster Bash is an amazing convention, and I'm trying my hardest and planning on making whatever sacrifices to whatever dark gods that happen to be listening to get to this year's Monster Bash because I want to meet more of you in person. Plus, it's the 20th anniversary, and I, I don't want to miss that. Mm. Now, at that Monster Bash, of course, here's another one of my favorite things. I finally got to meet Julie Adams. Now, I've gushed and gushed and gushed about her over the years on this podcast and pretty much anywhere else people will let me. So I probably don't need to see much more here, but I will say this. <sighs> okay. Before moving on from the topic, I've had the opportunity to attend a handful of conventions around here as a guest and a panelist. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say how much I appreciate being included in events like that. I'd like to do more if I could, time and resource willing, and I'm always keeping my ears open for semi-local conventions and festivals that might fit into the Monster Kid Radio wheelhouse. Being able to meet fellow panelists or convention goers and then talk monsters, that's been a real treat for me. The HP Lovecraft Film Festival has definitely made me feel welcome over the years, and to be able to meet like-minded Lovecraftian folks who just happen to dig on the classic monster movies, that's become one of the highlights of the year for me. And it's not exactly a convention, but Weird Wednesday at the Joy Cinema, when they allow me to crash the party during those events or host the 2016 Scarathon, that's one of the things I feel like I'm meant to do. 
I have one more convention-related comment to make, but I'll save that for later. Mm. Another thing that I like about Monster Kid Radio, well, I've thought about it, and I still can't come up with what it is about surf music that goes so well with monster movies. But like two great tastes, they go great together, and I enjoy logging into Bandcamp every few weeks to see what new surf music is out there, and then hoping there's some way to contact that surf band to get their okay to play their music on the show. I hope at least some of you have enjoyed listening to the surf music I've featured on Monster Kid Radio over the years, and maybe even supported the bands a little bit. In 2014, my mother came out from Arizona to visit, and while she was here, I got her to sit in front of a microphone and we recorded an episode together. To this date, that's still one of my absolute favorite episodes of Monster Kid Radio that I've ever produced. She's been out to visit since, and we didn't get a chance to record then. But the next time, Mom, are you listening? We're going to get you on the show again. Anyway, it was a real treat to have my mother get involved in two of my passions, podcasting and Monster Kid Dumb. That meant a lot to me. All right, I want to get back to conventions again, and I want to talk about the very first one I attended as the producer of Monster Kid Radio. At Wonder Northwest 2013, I recorded the very first episode of the podcast in front of a live audience. Chris McMillan from The Shadow Over Portland joined me, and we counted down our top three favorite monster movies. I recorded panels before at conventions, but I've never recorded an actual episode of the show in front of a group, and it was a blast. Ray and Liz Jelinek, they've both been on the show in the past. They were both there, too, to give me support. And I also met Rick Myers there as well. And wow, I mean, it was so much fun. 2013 was the last year for Wonder Northwest, unfortunately, which is too bad. I don't think it had anything to do with Monster Kid Radio, though, I'm pretty sure. But if there are any other conventions out there that would like to have Monster Kid Radio do a live episode, just drop me a line, okay? And if you can allow me to be a little selfish... I'm just going to say that winning the Rondo Hatton Classic Horror Award for Best Multimedia last year was a real honor. Thank you to all of you who helped to make that happen, and those of you who helped to get me on the honorable mention list this year as well. I mean that from the bottom of my monster heart. And to wrap up, I'm going to widen my lens a little bit here for a moment and just comment on podcasting in general. I love it. It's a medium that I enjoy working in, and I'm always looking for ways to make my own shows sound better. I like getting the reviews and the previously mentioned Rondo win. That was nothing short of amazing. But you know what I love most about podcasting? I mentioned this at the top. I'm going to mention it again. The relationships. I consider so many of you not just listeners, but friends. I've met some of my dearest friends for podcasting and my interactions with all of you on Facebook or email or the few times that I'm on Twitter, I mean, that's something that I love. This is a big part of the reason I want to go to Monster Bash again this year or any other convention because I'd love to meet more of you in person. It's plain and simple. Monster Kid Radio listeners are some of the best podcast listeners out there. Obviously, there are more things that I love about producing Monster Kid Radio, but I've got to cut this off somewhere, right? Besides, this isn't just my show. This is your show, too, and I had a number of call-ins and voicemails about the last 300 episodes, so why don't we go ahead and get to that, well, right after this short break.
When this dead hand moves, the monster created by a man they called Mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. <laughs> to shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. Elizabeth! To prey upon the innocence of children. This is the story you've heard about, talked about. The spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein. Don't touch that! I am Dr. Lee Cushing. Welcome to my Chamber of Horrors. Dr. Cushing's Chamber of Horrors is a serialized monster rally novel in the tradition of the classic Universal and Hammer horror films. It's written by Stephen D. Sullivan, the award-winning author of White Zombie, Daikaiju Attack, Manos, The Hands of Fate, and the original chill role-playing game. My goal is to recreate the thrills of the monster versus monster films that we all love. We'll have vampires, werewolves, mummies, psychic twins, and scheming madmen. And that's just in the first storyline. Now you can get Dr. Cushing's Chamber of Horrors and other monster stories sent directly to your email for as little as a dollar a month. For just two dollars, you'll get all the chapters in advance, plus bonus stories and other perks. Sign up now at CushingHorrors.com or visit SDSullivan.com for a Patreon link. I do hope you've enjoyed your visit. Please come again. And remember, the chamber is always waiting for its next victim. its way back to terrorize the living. The terrifying horror of a dreaded man called Dr. Terror who, with his deck of mystic cards, could foretell destiny. Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. No! No! Sheer stark terror grips you in underwater 3D in Creature from the Black Lagoon. The most terrifying monster of the ages rises from the sea, raging with pent-up passions. Making every man his mortal enemy, every woman's beauty his prey. Creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D, starring Richard Carlson and Julie Adams. Every horrifying scene leaps out of the screen right at you. A universal re-release rated G. This is Julia Adams. And you are listening to Monster Kid Radio. Have a good time. Hey, Derek. 
It's Chris McMillan from the Shed Over Parkland calling in to congratulate you on 300 episodes of Monster Kid Radio. Man, I, I have to tell you, I've been loving your show. Been listening from the start. Well, actually, I was there at the start. Yeah, I remember. And I am honored to have been the first guest on Monster Kid Radio, where you and I got to sit in front of a live audience and uh, discuss our love of Creature from the Black Lagoon. It was a great time. And I have a wonderful time every time you invite me back to the show. So uh, hopefully I'll get back on in 2017 and we can talk some more great monster movies. Um, I do have one small problem, though. <laughs> You're killing my wallet, man, especially the past couple episodes. Um, you've talked about movies that I haven't seen in decades, and it's like, ooh, I don't have that. I need to get a copy of Monolith Monsters. I need a copy of Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. I need to pick up the uh, remake of King Kong. Oh, you know, and now you're talking about, uh, you know, Tales from the Crypt. Oh, well, got to get that one, too. Oh, it's okay. My wallet will learn to live uh, with it. So, anyway, um, congratulations on 300 episodes. Uh, can't wait to hear what 2017 has in store for Monster Kid Radio. Anyway, this is Chris McMillan from The Shadow Over Portland wishing you, Brent, and everyone out there in Monster Kid Radio land a happy new year. Hi, Derek. This is Alan Trump in St. Louis. Hope you're doing very well. Hey, uh, happy 300th episode to you. Uh, just wanted to congratulate you on that. And you would ask people to maybe describe some of their favorite moments from the show. Uh, I guess, I guess for me, uh, I'm 58 years old and I've been watching horror movies and science fiction films probably since I was about four years old. And the thing I really about enjoy about Monster Kid Radio, one thing is I always learn something every episode that I listen to. Uh, you know, just as recent examples, I'm thinking I didn't know about all the different script changes and all the different versions, for instance, that uh, Scott, Scott Morris brought up about Battle of the Planet of the Apes. I was unaware of that. Uh, like I said, I'd only seen that uh, on the CBS Late Movie until I saw it recently on DVD. Um, always enjoy hearing about the special projects such as that put uh, the individual fans, individual spins and homages to the great horror films like the Karloff play and uh, Jackie Ray Naiman's Manos book and the, the numerous Manos and other projects that Steve Sullivan has. But really for me, uh, probably my favorite thing is to hear about the first time that people have seen a lot of these films, such as when Paul McComas was talking about the 76 King Kong and his mom driving him to see that, and he went with his best friend George, and you know his cousin Bobby came along and got so frightened he hid under the seat, that sort of thing. I, uh, that's really the icing on the cake for me, you know, the way the people interpret these films and, you know, put their own particular slant on what they've seen and what scared them at first and what they loved at first. I just love hearing that sort of stuff. Even in your own case where, you know, if you were a person who, where the horror flicks were kind of discouraged in your childhood and you had discovered them later in life, that's also cool to me because, you know, I mean, it always amazes me that people who didn't grow up with them are fascinated by a lot of these old black and white, for instance, universal films. Hey, I'm Gavin Enough. I hope everybody out there in Monster Kid land has a very uh, wonderful New Year's, and I hopefully will talk to you soon. Take care. Oh, Derek and Monster Kid Radio. This is Rick Myers of the Fumbling Forward blog. 
and I'm here to congratulate both Monster Kid Radio and its creator, Derek, on 300 episodes. Well, I was there at the time you were recording the very first one, and I'm glad to to, uh, wish you a happy 300 with uh, this phone call. So, uh, happy 300, Derek, and here's to 300 more. This is Zachary from Indiana. I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been a lifelong fan of Godzilla and Universal Horror, but I have to say the best part about your shows this year have been the Planet of the Apes series that you've done and also introducing me for the first time to Rondo Hatton. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Hello, Derek, and hello all the fellow monster kids out there. This is Mark Hader calling from Roseville, Minnesota. Wanted to congratulate Derek on the reaching 300 episodes of Monster Kid Radio. That's fantastic. Congratulations. You deserve it. I'm looking forward to another 300 more. So get that done, would you? Oh, yeah. And I'll always know more than Jason Voorhees. Oh, my God. You got to edit that. That was terrible. I'll always know more than you about Jason Voorhees. Ah, there you go. Ah, Leave the whole thing in. Anyway, congratulations. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Derek. This is Kenny in Mexico, Santa Tito. Just calling to congratulate you on the 300th episode, and uh, I love what you're doing, and I've been listening since the very beginning of Monster Kid Radio, and uh, it's one of my favorite things every Thursday to be able to listen to your show. I think uh, it's hard to say what my favorite thing has been, but I, I have really liked listening to you watch Planet of the Apes for the first time, having been a Planet of the Apes fan when I was a kid. I think one of the first films I remember seeing as a kid in the movie theater was Escape from the Planet of the Apes, and I loved it, uh, loved it ever since. And it was great to hear you talk about it and uh, for the first time seeing it. And um, I just want to say, uh, I know you've uh, gone back and forth with whether you're going to cover the 70s or not, whether those are considered classic uh, monster movies, but uh, I I put my vote in that you would continue doing more and more 70s films. Um, they're they're you know close to 40 years old, and they all they deserve just as much uh, praise and coverage as, as our old classics that we're f- familiar with. And um, I think a lot of us have grown up with those, and I think they get a they don't get a lot of uh, coverage anymore. People kind of jump over the 70s and right into the 80s and the slashers. Either, you're either talking about the old, old classics or the 80s, but the 70s sometimes are jumped over, but I think uh, Monster Kid Radio is a perfect place to hear more about it. So I put my vote in for more stuff from the 70s. And again, uh, I want to thank you also for letting me be part of one of the shows, and hopefully we can do another one soon. And you have a great 300th. Hope to hear more and more of Monster Kid Radio. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, Derek, it's Jeff Owens from Classic Horrors Club. Congratulations on the 300th episode. You asked what some of our best memories were. Well, there's too many to choose from. However, I think I really enjoyed your journey through the Planet of the Apes. Since you had never seen those movies, and those are favorites of mine, I really enjoyed you discovering them for the first time and hearing what you thought about them. I am looking forward to 300 more episodes. Keep up the good work. I enjoy your podcast so much, and it has been such an inspiration for me with my own hobbies and interests in the world of classic horrors. Take care. Bye. Hi, Derek. This is Mitch Gonzalez. I want to congratulate you on 300 episodes of Monster Kid Radio. Uh, wow, my mind's blown. It's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, episodes, and 
Um, I've enjoyed every single one. So keep up the good work, and uh, here's the 300 more. Hey, Derek, this is Richard the Monster Movie Kid. 300 episodes. That is impressive. That's amazing. Congratulations. You know, I've been with you since day one over at the other podcast, Mail Order Zombie, and I have listened every step of the way, all the way through episode 299. So I'm excited for episode 300. If I had to say what were my favorite Monster Kid radio moments, um, I really love the Planet of the Apes reviews because that particular film series is very near and dear to my heart. I remember watching those movies in the 1970s on a Friday or Saturday night when our local ABC affiliate played uh, Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, and Escape from the Planet of the Apes. I remember... um, you know, vividly having the power records and listening to those and, and in the 70s. So that, that that series of films is just very near and dear to me. And I love when you and Scott get in front of a microphone and just talk movies. You guys, I could listen to you guys all the time. Um, I also love when you have Steve Sullivan on because, of course, Steve is a friend of mine and his passion for movies far surpasses mine and i've got a pretty big passion for monster flicks and he is just uh, a wealth of knowledge and information i always love hearing him talk about it and uh you know i'll just say the times i've been on this show are fun that's not ego that's just me reminiscing and loving the fact of when i can get on the phone and talk movies with you i know we've got one coming up so i just got to say I'm really looking forward to uh, what you've got coming ahead in 2017 and beyond. Uh, I've loved everything you've done to this point. Happy 300 episodes. Uh, You, sir, are a podcast legend. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. It's your frequent guest interviewee, Paul McComas, here. With apologies to Kurt Siodmak, I would say, even a man who is pure at heart, and does things by the book, may become a podcast addict if he tunes in to Derek Cook. D, I am sending you a big rondo applause <laughs> and my sincere compliments. Please keep doing MKR, not just for 300 more episodes, but to infinity and beyond. Yon, yon, yon. You damn dirty ape. 300 episodes. Hardly seems real, does it? Steve Sullivan calling in to talk about your great anniversary coming up. So many shows. It's just impossible to pick the ones I like best. So much great stuff. You know, I love Monster Kid Radio, and if you had me, I'd be on it with you every week. I like it just that much. So where do we start? I, I think one of the things I like best about this show and other shows is when we as hosts or me as listeners get to find out about movies that we haven't known before or maybe we've underappreciated before, things that you and I have talked about that fall into that category might include The Son of Kong and Yongari and The Underwater City and especially something like Destination Inner Space, which for some reason a lot of people make fun of, but there are those of us that love these things, and sharing those on the show It's just a huge part of the show, and one of the things that really, really makes this worthwhile and makes Monster Kid Radio my favorite ongoing podcast right now. Another thing is hearing 
people and getting to know people that I didn't know before on the show and, and people like, like, uh, Dr. Grang, Gangreen, Larry Underwood and, uh, Mark Maddox, people that I might never have encountered without the show. And there's just so many others. And I hope that you do it for another 300 episodes, another 600 episodes, another thousand episodes and beyond because Monster Kid Radio is really, really worth doing. So I hope you've had a, a good end of the year. I know 2016 has been really tough on a lot of us. I've got a lot of good stuff done, but, you know, also some terrible setbacks in terms of losing people, uh, both personally and over the uh, people that uh, most of us consider heroes. And what are you going to do? Anyway, uh, for those that are interested, Dr. Cushing's Chamber of Horrors is up running now on my site, com and CushingHorrors.com if you want to support me. And I just did a Christmas time Dr. Cushing story that's run on Bill Willingham's 12 Days of Christmas Project. You can find links for that on SDSullivan.com too. Anyway, keep up the great work. Monster Kid Radio, you know, I miss having it twice a week, but now it's almost twice as long every time I get it. So it'd be silly to complain. Keep up the great work. Happy episode 300. Amazing. 300. Wasn't there like a movie about that? Oh, maybe that was something Greek. (laughs) Have a great day. Steve Sullivan, signing off. Good evening. This is Dwight Kemper, master of mystery, and author of Who Framed Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi in the House of Doom, and the soon-to-be-re-released by Midnight Marquee Press, The Vampire's Tomb Mystery. My favorite episodes of the 300 Monster Kid Radios? Well, that's really easy. It's the ones that I was on. And I'd like to be on again. I've got a book coming out. Call me! Anyway, um, excluding the ones that I was in, or left messages that were added to it, uh, I really like the one that had to do with uh, uh, the, the Frankenstein novel, where we got to uh, find out what happened between Son of Frankenstein and Ghost of Frankenstein, and how the monster got his uh, his new clothes uh, from the ones that he had in the sulfur pit. That was actually a very good book, and I highly recommend it. Uh, Fit for Frankenstein was a marvelous book, and people should read it. And they should also read my books. Buy my books, please! But anyway, um, yes, so the, those were great. I also like any of the ones that you do where you're talking about uh, Peter Cushing movies or any of the Hammer Horror films. Um, and, of course, uh, uh, the um, Abominable Snowmen of the Himalayas and all those things. I actually listen to your radio shows quite often, and they're all really, really good, particularly the ones that I'm in for me because I'm an egoist, and that's how I roll. But anyway, thank you very much for uh, making me a part of your 300th episode, assuming I got this to you on time. And I look forward to being on your show again sometime in the future. I also have an audio book out by Circle of Spears Productions, which is also based on the Vampire's Tomb Mystery with Helen Sterling and uh, other marvelous people, including Sam Burns, who does an excellent job of doing an excellent Bela Lugosi, as well as the narrator 
and all of the other male voices. And Helen Sterling does an excellent vampira. So, and also Mrs. Lugosi, otherwise known as Mrs. Tesla, since we can't use the actual name Bella Lugosi. But anyway, yes. Uh, so uh, do uh, look up Circular Spheres Productions. They have a marvelous audiobook based on my novel. You should buy. You should buy it. You can download it, or you can get an ATD box set. So that's enough of that commercial. But anyway, <clears throat> thank you very much for inviting me uh, to um, leave a message, Derek, and I will... I'd like to say that I cut Dwight off there because he just started pimping his own stuff, but that's not really what happened. And really, I don't mind. You can pimp away, sir. Your books are amazing. More people need to read Dwight Kemper's work. It's just that Google has that three-minute limit when it comes to their voicemails, and you got cut off. So sorry, guys. But he was wrapping up. And Dwight Kemper, man, like I said, check out his books. Check out Steve Sullivan's books. Check out Paul McComas' books. You know, I've had a number of writers appear on the show in the past. Check out all of their work. I mean, Dwight mentioned Fit for a Frankenstein. That's a solid short novel. I dig it a lot, and I think you guys and gals would too if you haven't read it yet. In fact, Greg Starrett, the co-writer of that book, is going to be on the show in the near future. But more about future plans in a moment. I just want to let people know how much I really appreciate everybody's feedback and contributions to the show, both this week and in all the previous weeks of the podcast. On December 17th, at a theater near you, you will see the most exciting original motion picture event of all time. King Kong. Rated PG. Check newspapers for a theater near you. I also appreciate having the discussion of 1976's King Kong continue between guests Paul McComas and Steve Sullivan. Now, for those of you who haven't heard the past few weeks' worth of episodes or voicemails, to sum up, Paul and I talked about King Kong 1976 and the other King Kong movies here on the show a couple of weeks ago. It was a two-part conversation. It was amazing. Paul really likes the 1976 King Kong, and he brought me around to really enjoying it as well. I'm a big fan of the film now. Now, Steve Sullivan, he has some major issues with the movie itself. Since the King Kong episode, Steve has called in, Paul has called in, and now we have Steve calling back to continue that conversation. Paul complaining about a 10-minute rebuttal to a a three-hour show? Really? Hey, this is Steve Sullivan. And it's really important that the listeners know that Paul McConnell and I are really, really good friends. I've published a bunch of his books. We've done a bunch of events together. We're real good buddies. Ironically, we started out, or not ironically, but maybe fittingly, we started out thrown on a panel together when we didn't even know each other. And at the end of it, people were comparing us to Siskel and Ebert because of our our opposing but well-stated views. Then Paul and I, of course, argued which was Ebert. I'm Ebert. Anyway, so it's not surprising that he and I have somewhat different views on Kong, a film we both saw at the time, and I'm just a little bit older than Paul, and that maybe gives me a little bit of a different perspective. My point about Kong and Beauty and the Beast is that the 76 film pretty much reduced Kong to Beauty and the Beast, and Kong, traditionally Kong, the original Kong, is more than that, and the more than that does include dinosaurs and adventure on the island. The 76 film is good. It's it's a better film than I remembered it being, and I'm really glad that I watched it again. I'm really glad that I have it in my collection. But I do think that it's it's a little thin in terms of stuff going on 
Kong-wise versus stuff going on Beauty and the Beast-wise. But I, I take Paul's point, and I'll agree with that. My point about the giant Kong was not only that it was a failure, because it was a failure, and it's just amazing that it's in that one scene, but the real problem with the giant Kong, and he and I discussed this a little online, is that they wasted a huge amount of money on it. And that money really should have been better spent in the film because the film's a little thin in places. And it, at least to me, it looks that way in, in sets and setting and a lot of the trappings of it. So that, that's my point about that. It is a good film. It's got really strong echo themes that the other ones don't tend to do as well. Obviously, the 33 wasn't that concerned about that, though it has some. So, you know, naturally, it's going to be different. But it's good. And it's great that we can disagree. And, of course, I'm going to have a rebuttal, Derek. Did you think I was not going to have a rebuttal? <laughs> anyway, talk to you all soon. Have a wonderful holiday season. Well, there you go. I don't know if that's a win for Paul or, or a compromise because Steve's coming around to saying he likes him. I don't know. I just know that I've had a lot of fun negotiating the voicemails as they come in and continuing the conversation between Paul and Steve. It's been a blast. Thank you, gentlemen. Action you've never seen. Races across your screen as you thrill to a new dimension in picture making. Carnival of Souls. This is the shocking story of a who crawled from the river to race through a nightmare, walking a tightrope between heaven and hell. From the unreal, she crashes through to reality. But try as she will to lead a normal life, she is torn from a goal. There's no privacy in her life. She's ever watched, tormented. Either it's her neighbor, desirous of her physically, watching her with his leering eye, or it's the evil eye of the man, the man who taunts her, the man who wants her. From the bottom of the river they come. They reach for her. They demand that she dance with them at the Carnival of Souls. She is a girl driven mad by the relentless forces of the beyond. He will not relent as he comes for her again and again. She whirls between the real and the unreal, trying to cling to life. I like being with you, really I do. I don't want to be alone tonight. I want to be near you. Honey. You don't want to go in there all by yourself, do you? But she must watch herself in death. She must dance at the Carnival of Souls held just for her. For they have come for her for the last time, claiming her as one of their own. Carnival of Souls arouses such emotion that the management has been forced to state positively no refunds. Carnival of Souls is the shocker of all time, guaranteed to sweep you into a new dimension of picture making. You can't afford to miss Carnival of Souls. an enemy spy at large, an invisible man. It's, it's amazing. Oh, you will be of great help to us. 
Who is this terrifying Phantom Commando? What is his amazing mission? See The Invisible Agent, suggested by H.G. Wells' Invisible Man, starring Elona Massey and John Hall, with Peter Lorre, Sir Cedric Hardwick, J. Edward Bromberg, Albert Bosserman, in the most amazing story of our times. Ah! Steady now. Don't let him get away. Who is there? How did you know I was going to England? I didn't, but... So but the I... trap was all set, eh? Frank, how can you talk like that? Oh, well, what's this? Uh, it's full of hooks. Uh, oh, they're tearing into me. This is Joshua Kennedy, director of Attack of the Octopus People, Dracula AD 2015, and the Vesuvius Experiment. You're listening to Monster Kid Radio. Enjoy. Okay, before we wrap up, I want to talk about what's coming up next for Monster Kid Radio. There's been a lot of, here's to 300 more, or in the case of Scott, 10 more, because, well, he thinks he's funny. Anyway, what's coming up next? Well, more of the same, really. We're going to continue to do what we do here. Talk about the genre cinema of yesteryear. I want this podcast to be the home of classic monsters, modern talk. I love what I do, and I love that you guys and gals dig what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep it going, man. It's it's not going anywhere. The show will continue. We're still going to do once a week. With rare exception, it'll always be going out Wednesday night, Thursday morning. The show will continue. Plus, there's going to be episodes of Married with Monsters coming up. That's been a lot of fun as well. And, you know, I didn't talk about that when it comes to some of my favorite things that has to do with Monster Kid Radio. But I love podcasting with my wife. And to have Brenda come in for Married with Monsters, that's a treat for me as well. I'm glad that she's on board for that. I do want to mix it up a little bit. Not necessarily in terms of content, although we did talk a little bit about bringing some of the movies from the 70s into the mix. I want to have some new voices on the show. In fact, episode 301 will be a new voice, somebody that you guys and gals have never heard, at least on this podcast. You might have heard him in various documentaries on various releases of the Universal Classic Monster movies over the years. I'm talking about David Schechter. Now, David is the man behind monstrous movie music. The man knows his music, but he also knows his monster. So we're going to talk to him about his past as a monster kid, what he's been doing, the music, his relationship with Julie Adams that I'm insanely jealous of. He's going to be coming up. I want to have more new voices here on the show as well. And I've put some feelers out. I hope to bring you some new voices, but I also hope to bring you some old favorites. Yes, Steve, I love recording with you. Paul, I love recording with you. Dwight, everybody that called in. I love having you on the show. We do have an episode with Rich Chamberlain in the can already, so that's going to be coming up here in the near future as well. We're talking about Carnival of Souls. Spoiler. Uh, So that's coming. But I also want to make sure that I don't give the movies of the 30s, 40s, and 50s short shrift. I feel like 
sometimes it's harder to bring in some movie talk about the 1930s and 40s specifically just because there weren't nearly as many when it comes to the monster movies, the kind of movies we like to talk about here on the show. I made this comment to Scott earlier. There seem to be more monster movies from the 50s and maybe even to the 60s than there were in the 30s and 40s. And I think part of that has to do with there not being the formula yet. They were still trying to figure things out. That said, there's plenty of films from those eras that I can talk about here on the show, and I will. That's going to be coming up, too. I keep talking about it. I keep threatening to do it. I'd like to do more with YouTube down the line. And I will make sure that we do a holiday gift guide next December. I'm sorry we didn't do one this year, but next year it's happening. You know, the thing is, the day job just gets in the way. And this whole pesky thing called sleep, eating, uh, you know, just these, these things that you have to do, you know, to just take away from the podcasting time. Real life gets in the way, but I always try to find a way to make it back to the microphone. You know, the day job has me working a lot of mandatory overtime right now, and you know, if, if anybody knows of any good work-from-home opportunities, and, and, and I mean legitimate job stuff, get a hold of me off mic. We'll talk. <laughs> I would love to get to a place to where I'm just doing more stuff at home, whether it's podcasting, writing, or, or just a, a day job. Just something that I can do that would allow me to devote more time to things like podcasting. I mentioned writing a second ago. I'm going to make a concerted effort to get some more writing done over the next well, year, as well as the next 300 episodes or so, monsterkidwriter.com is where all of that's going to be. I had some articles published in Scary Monsters magazines, a couple things over the years. I really want to amp that up with some fiction and some more article work. In fact, as of right now, I'm writing a piece for a book coming up, so I need to finish that up and get that out as well. There's just a lot of things in the works, things to get the Monster Kid Radio brand out there, and I, I don't know if I should call it a brand or not, but just get more Monster Kid Radio content out into the potosphere and the internet in general. And, you know, if the past 300 episodes are any indication, I know that I've got you guys and gals having my back, and I really appreciate all of you. It, it means a lot to have so many people calling in, having so many people write in. Like, we got an email from listener Gill Girl, who just says, as I've said before, I've listened to so many that I think I cannot just choose one when it comes to favorite episodes. So I'm just going to say that anything to do with Planet of the Apes and my all-time favorite, The Gill Man. Thanks again for all you do, and may you continue. And, you know, Gill Girl, I, I plan on continuing. I would love to do more Creature from the Black Lagoon coverage. The Planet of the Apes run, that seemed to resonate with a lot of you. And I'm eager to get into the Planet of the Apes TV series. Like I said to Scott, there are so many people that want to get involved in the roundtable, people that have called in today, people that I've mentioned, and a few other folks. We probably will be doing one or two roundtables. You know, maybe we can make it a semi-regular thing where we have some Planet of the Apes people get together online, chat it up, and turn that into a podcast. I think a lot of it has to do with scheduling, though, and just organizing and making sure things are being done according to a more, I don't want to say strict calendar, but something a little bit more focused, formatted. I have some ideas on how to get myself on track that way next year, so hopefully that'll work. Fingers and tentacles crossed. Also, I know I need to catch up on my Patreon page. Patreon.com slash MonsterKidRadio is where you can support the show financially. I owe a lot of people some things in the mail. That's going to be happening. I'm really going to try to make that happen in January, actually, and get caught up on that. But I want to thank everybody who supports Monster Kid Radio through Patreon. It means a lot to know that you guys and gals are backing me up. 
that way and helping to pay for things like hosting and the website and the equipment that I use here for production. I had to buy a new set of headphones the other day because my last set of headphones after two and a half years just died. So having the extra funds coming that way helps to make the show, well, better for me and hopefully better for you guys and gals. Of course, I also appreciate all of your honest reviews in the iTunes store. As of right now, we still have a five-star rating. So thank you for that. If you are an iTunes user, please consider leaving us an honest iTunes review. Also, if you're a Facebook user, please consider giving us a like or joining the group or both. We did hit one of my goals for 2016, and that was getting over 1,000 likes on Facebook. Couldn't have done it without you guys and gals. You know, links to everything is on our website, monsterkidradio.net. This is where you're going to find everything you need to know about Monster Kid Radio between episodes or even while you listen. Links to our Facebook information. Our contact information is over there as well. If you want to email us like Gil Girl, you can do that at monsterkidradio at gmail.com. Or if you want to call in and leave a voicemail like so many incredible people did this time around, call me, 503-479-5657. That's 503-479-5MK. Are. Of course, like I said earlier, it's got a hard three-minute limit. So if you have more than three minutes worth of stuff to say, well, call back again, and I'll stitch the voicemails together through the magic of post-production here at Monster Kid Radio headquarters. I love to do it. Audio editing is one of my absolute favorite things to do. So feel free. Call. Gab away. I'll make you sound good. I've added something new to our website as well. If you go to the website, across the top, there's the different options. Facebook group, Facebook page, promos. If you are a podcaster and want to run some Monster Kid Radio promos on your show, you can get them there. You can now click on MKR Movie List. It'll take you to a Google Doc that breaks down every episode of Monster Kid Radio that had a discussion about a particular movie on it. I've had some requests to have a master list of all the movies that we've talked about here on the show. And while not every episode has been movie-centric, any episode that was, I made sure it's listed on this document. Why do I want to have this here? Well, one, if somebody wants to find out when we talked about Rodan, they can go here and say, hey, episode 264, that was with Steve Sullivan, Tony Wendell, and Mark Maddox. So, you know, something like that. Or this could also be a way to maybe suggest other movies for me to cover here on the show. One of the people that's been suggesting I do something like this wants to come on the show and talk about certain movies, but they don't want to double up. And while I don't mind doubling up a little bit, yeah, having new titles to talk about, I mean, that's always a bonus. That's a plus. So you can use that document there. I'm about talked out. I need to call it a night. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the Monster Kid Radio experience for me personally. Onward and upward to episode 301 and beyond. Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio, LLC. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio, LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. Of course, that doesn't apply to the song Cemetery Stomp. That belongs to the band The Aculas. That's A-K-U-L-A-S. They're a surf band out of Belgium. This is from their album Rustines. You can pre-order the physical album now over at greencookierecords.bandcamp.com. You can buy the digital album right now. Check it out. Let them know you heard about them here on Monster Kid Radio. Talk to everybody next week. Ciao. (laughs) 